So if you could be here around nine, that would be great. Okay. Well, listen here. Hello, and welcome to Love After Lockup. Ha ha, okay. I'm Miss H, and today Mr. O and I will be discussing Season 5, Episode 9 of Life After Lockup. In this episode, Lisa tries to get Stan to confess, Brittany gets mad that Ray is at Cousin Bink's house, John and Christiana are getting dressed for their wedding, Deontay floats the idea of a threesome with Tia and Nicole, and Shane insists that Lacey take a lie detector test. If you like what you hear, please support us and give us a rating or send us constructive feedback. And if you watch 90 Day Fiance, check out our other podcast channel, 90 Day MK, Teachable Moments with Miss H and Mr. O. Thanks and enjoy. Hello, Miss H. Hello, Mr. O. How are things with you? Uh, Things are going pretty good in my world. Yeah. Uh, Just got back from a long weekend, which is uh, part of the reason why we are releasing a couple days later. Got to... Yeah, travel a little bit this weekend. Yeah, then yeah, you got good news from the auto shop. Just everything's coming up Miss H right now. <laughs> yes, very much. I didn't have to pay for the fixes on my car. Yay! <laughs> that was something I was very nervous about. <laughs> right. So I guess let's just jump right into here. Let's get started with. Let's start where we started. Start where we stopped last time with Lacey and Shane. Mm. So after Shane's, I guess, failed polygraph. Shane keeps yelling about how he just wants Lacey to take a polygraph, but doesn't actually, even after repeated prompting, ask what he wants her to know from her polygraph. He talks to production in the parking lot after he gets mad and huffs out and says that exactly, you know, that it's just the thing he does on OnlyFans. He's just talking guys about Fantasyland stuff and sending videos with him and Lacey to guys. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it's not even solo videos. So... And he tells them what we kind of – we already knew kind of, you know, from outside and social media and stuff. That Right now, this OnlyFans stuff is the only source of income uh, (laughs) after he quit his job. And in fact, it's Lacey's – you know, she's the one who started it. She even set up his OnlyFans and she's been doing it for a really long time. But she seems to be mostly concerned not so much about the OnlyFans part of this whole thing but more the men part of this whole thing. And so she agrees to go back to him only if he agrees to go to marriage counseling. But he tries to still be making this polygraph happen. And Lacey says she will, she'll do the polygraph if the marriage counselor thinks that it's a good idea. Meanwhile, uh, we cut to, to John and he's encouraged because he knows that Lacey's blocking his number, which is something that she does when, you know, something something's going on with the other relationships and he doesn't want, you know, she doesn't want him poking around or finding out. So he gets this stupid grin on his face that we get to see <laughs> about he's going to be back in. So do you think here that they're going to be able to find a marriage counselor that's going to say the polygraph is a good idea and that she should totally do it? Probably not, I would guess. I because would totally I think, guess, yeah. Yeah, I would think that the whole thing is is you just have to trust each other. So if you really kind of know the truth, I don't know. That's like you've now robbed yourself of the opportunity of actually trusting that person. But I don't know. I mean, I've seen Marriage Boot Camp, that show. They always do a polygraph Well, that, that just sounds like it's a TV thing. It sounds like a terrible yeah. idea because it's – it's inaccurate. We don't know what's going to mm-hmm. show. We don't know, you know, if people are just nervous about about what this or that or the other thing. And like, there's people who are like, you know, there's tricks to it. And I've heard, I've heard if you like step on a pebble, keep a pebble in your shoe and step on it every time you answer a question, 
it like raises your baseline for everything. And so when you do lie, it doesn't look like anything. Like I've heard all kinds of weird tricks and stuff with it. That's very bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, it just, but I mean, I think, I think it's especially true if it's just like, well, okay, well, what do you want to know from the polygraph? What do you want? What do you want to find out about her? We'll just ask her right here and we'll talk about it and we can learn to trust. And he can't come up with that answer. He, they repeatedly asked, she repeatedly asked, what do you want to know? And he was like, I want you to take a polygraph. Yeah, I thought that was really weird um, from both ends, right? Because I don't know why she didn't just agree to it and she was being Mm -hmm. kind of weirdly evasive about it, but not like obviously so. But she was trying to just get him to say what it was that he wanted to know. And then it was weird that he could even come up with something. I just feel like he just felt like, well, I failed it. And in his mind, he thinks, oh, well, maybe I'm telling the truth. Maybe she'll fail it, too. And then we'll kind of be, you know, on even playing grounds here. And we're just, you know, the same. So, like, two wrongs make a right kind of thing. Even if he thinks, like, okay, well, maybe, like, this came out bad. Maybe something will come out bad on hers. So that way she can't hold it against me. So I feel yeah. like it's more so that strategy. Yeah. I mean, I, I think at the end of the day, I think he kind of felt set up. Um, mm-hmm. especially because like, why did they even ask that question? She didn't have any suspicions about that. Like, how did that question come up? And the only reason right. it would be is because people knew what the answer was already, right? Yeah, I I think it was interesting that he kind of just started throwing everybody under the bus like Lacey does OnlyFans because clearly they've been hiding that from us. You know, yes. like I love uh-huh. how they say, oh, model. She's a model. Uh, so, did you look at it? It said model today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I mean, like, obviously she's trying to keep it, like, more low-key. I don't think she's trying to hide it or anything like that, but whether it's her choice or a production's choice, they're trying to keep it more low-key. I love how yes. Shane is just like, nope, letting all that dirty laundry air out. Yeah, it's the only way they make money, and it, it makes sense that it's the only way they make money because nobody's got a real job. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, and it's because, I don't know, sometimes they just have very unrealistic expectations, like Lacey wants Shane to be around all the time, so he had to quit his job. Like, that to me is so ridiculous. It's like, well, what's more important to you? And I don't even want to say that it's Lacey's expectation, because I almost want to say that it was Shane who was kind of like, well, Lacey wants help with the kids. Guess I should quit my job. Yeah, can't possibly do that and have a job at the same time. Can't be happening, right? Yeah. But, I mean, then we get to the John part, right? And it's like, Mm. I am just so glad that in my life I've never had somebody who I was just, like, so obsessed with and also would know that, ah, well, she blocked my number. Means it's in. That means she's into me. Means it's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. Like, geez. Like, I don't – I can't – I can't deal with people who do things like that. I can't deal with that backwards kind of – I don't know what the right word for it because it's not reverse psychology, but like the person who's like, oh, when she told me to go away, that really meant she wanted more. Like, I'm, <laughs> that's not going to work on me. Yeah, but it is kind of funny. Like, people definitely follow patterns, sure. you know? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so something like that, it's just like they are such a vicious cycle, you know? So it's, you know, even though it's happening now, like Lacey kind of whatever, showing interest in her weird way to John, mm-hmm. it's kind of like if he just kind of held out, she's going to come back. And it's, I don't know. I just find it really sad when both people are like that 
I don't I don't even know what the word is for them. Are they really that like insecure that they have to keep backups and they're each other and they keep coming back to each other? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It, it's it's just such a weird situation that I don't I just don't get. And cuz it feels like once you've been through that cycle like a couple of times, wouldn't right. you just be like, yeah, that didn't work. It didn't work last time. It didn't work the time before. It's not going to work cuz they kind of go into the cycle being like, well, I know this isn't going to work. But uh, I'm going to do it. <laughs> this is how yeah. the good plan right now. It sounds like something young people do, you know? And I feel sure. like we've all had friends like that when we were younger, where it's like, how many times are you going to break up with this person and get back together again with them? You know, break up with this person, and get back together again. And it's like, <sighs> as a friend, you just roll your eyes and you're like, oh, my gosh, seriously, again? And it's like yeah, you go through the fair. same thing over and over again. It's like now that we're a little bit older, I feel like there's less of that going on. Well, that – because what ends up happening most – I would say 90% of the time of the situations is the person they keep breaking up with and getting back together, either them or the other person, ends up yeah. with something completely different. Right. And then, and then it's over. Like Yeah. Which I guess is what she's trying to do with Shane, but it just – yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I think they're all – kind of not meant for each other and they all need to get out of this weird love triangle. That's probably true. Sure. Yeah. Speaking of love love polygons. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I actually wasn't going to go to Deontay and Nicole. I was going to go to Stan and Lisa. Yeah. So Stan gets home with roses for Lisa and has no idea that she's been catfishing him with a fake profile. Lisa asks if there's a ring in the roses as she kind of, you know, digs around. And Stan nervously laughs. And Lisa tries to give opportunities for Stan to come clean about his online behavior. Instead, Stan starts randomly apologizing for screwing up and saying things that, you know, saying things that he says were interpreted poorly. He goes on about wanting to move forward with Lisa. And Lisa asks him, is there anything else you want to say? And he claims uh, nothing that he can remember, and he emphasizes the remember part. Lisa says the flowers he gave her look like he took them from a cemetery, which she may not be wrong, because if you've noticed, there weren't 12, there were six. So I have a feeling maybe Stan's uh, deceased wife may have gotten the other six. But uh, she's... She's angry that Stan lied to her face again. During the commercial break, Stan defends his cheap taste in wine and flowers. Later, Stan has plans to burn some calories, yet another opportunity Lisa is giving him to confess. And Lisa's friend Renata is coming to visit. Lisa says she's not sure she's going to come back that night. And Stan asks if she is going to because he needs to know because he has something planned for her. And Stan is definitely picking up that Lisa is digging for something, but he claims he has nothing to come clean about despite his admitting little white lies or lies of omission that wouldn't really hurt anyone. Lisa asks Stan for money for an outfit and lunch, and Stan says he doesn't know if he has cash, and he later later tells us that he doesn't feel comfortable giving her money when he doesn't know what she's doing. He ends up giving her $70, and she walks out the door, vowing to get revenge on Stan for lying to her for the last eight months. Mm -hmm. All right, so we don't really know what's going on if, like, her revenge is just supposed to be cheating on him, exposing him with the catfish stuff. But what kind of revenge do you think Lisa's going for here? No, I think she wants revenge. Like, 
The cheating on him revenge is not good enough for her. It has to be something he knows. And it has to be mm-hmm. something that's embarrassing. It has to be something that is in, in public, right? Mm-hmm. He can't just be like, well, I guess what? I screwed somebody else. Like, whatever. Like, that's that's not it. She wants something big. I think she, like, wants to almost set up, like, an elaborate prank where he comes and finds, like, where he goes to meet this, you know, Jasmine Portella or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. and, and, like, it's some sort of, like, uh, you know, it ends up being, like, a, uh, you know, Chris Hansen on Dateline type oh, situation. <laughs> Were you coming here to meet a woman? Like, oh, God, no. Like, that's what she wants. I think that's what she's going with. Oh, yeah. Actually, that's an interesting thought because as we had learned the last episode, she was trying to get Stan to meet her at a hotel. So maybe this is all a setup and she's going to the hotel right now for Renata to try, you know, doctor up some revenge. Well, right. Especially if she tells him, I probably won't be back tonight. Then he's going to be like, well... Yep. Let me pull off. Let me pull off my old man blanket and put on some sweatpants, <laughs> and 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 we'll go. We'll we'll go to this hotel and meet this woman that yeah is cl- clearly and obviously a catfish. She's just so dumb. Yeah, I mean, he obviously knew he got. Th- I mean, he made it halfway there, right? He's yes. Like, sure. She's yeah. trying to hint at something. I think she's digging around. It's like. How did he not get that she had said several times, like, oh, burn in some calories? Because that's what Stan had told Jasmine over messages, like, you know, oh, yeah, looking to burn some calories later, you know, and wink, wink, you know. And so that's why Lisa kept on saying that. And he just it went right over his head. Yeah, but you would think, I don't know, I would say you'd think he'd be smart enough. No. No, not to get that. Not to get that. But at least he that he understood that she's getting at something. Yeah. To just stop and be like, you clearly are getting at something. What is it? Right. Like, let's just put put your cards on the table because I'm not playing this stupid guessing game with you or whatever. What do you think I did? Oh, well, that's because Stan thinks he can get out of it later by forgetting whatever it is. Because that seems to be his go-to argument. He's used it a couple times. Like, where did we meet Stan? I forgot. It's like, seriously, you forgot how you all met, you know? And so even Uh this, she was like, oh, is there anything you want to tell me? Not that I remember. I I don't think there's anything that I have to remember. And he's like making it very clear that like he doesn't remember anything bad that he's done. And that's going to be his defense later. Which is is so dumb because then it's like, so you're telling me that this, you know, this tryst, this, 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 you know, liaison you're going to have at this hotel with this random person that whose only boobs you've seen yeah, is so unremarkable and so normal to your everyday life that you just slips your mind. Like I forgot to take out the trash. Like that's, that's how typical this is for you. Like this just happens all the time. And I forgot about it because I'm pretty sure if I'm like making a weird arrangement to, you know, cheat on my fiance or something that's gonna be something that's notable and sticks out in my day all right <laughs> just something that's like oh it just runs together with the with the with the pickleball and and the the, the, the elliptical machines it's just oh, all together gosh. i can't even remember what happened there yeah well stan is not a smart one which goes to the next thing having to do with the flowers i i on one hand thought lisa was being a bit harsh those flowers looked fine there wasn't anything wrong with them yeah, I mean, they struck me as, and this sits with his cheap. I didn't necessarily think gravesite flowers and mm-hmm. gave the other. 
I just thought it was there was somebody selling flowers on the on the side of the road, and he bought flowers. Mm-hmm. Like he just didn't go to he didn't go to a flower shop and specifically do it. He was just like, oh look, flowers. Okay. Or ah, oh, this person's near my window, and I want them to go away. If I pay the money and buy the flowers, he will. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was because I was like counting them. I was like six roses. Okay, I know that roses come in, you know, bunches of six as well. But I was like, but I could also see him being like, hey, I'm going to bring my deceased wife flowers. Mm -hmm. And because we just saw him recently go visit her grave. So I can also see him being like, okay, well, here, I will split the cost of one bouquet and make two people happy. Right. I mean, yes. I mean, that's because what he does with his wine, obviously. His, mm-hmm. uh, and it's like, I guess I'm okay with him owning up to it. But still, like, he's like, why would anybody pay more than $7 for a bottle of wine? That just doesn't make any sense. It's like, yeah. Well, I kind of also feel like he makes a big deal about talking about how he's a millionaire. You know, and it's like, well, you don't live like a millionaire. So I feel like you shouldn't be so attached to that title. No, but that's what it is because he's a millionaire. Because he's so frugal. Because he's frugal. Right. He's he's cheap and 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 hoarded away his money over 67 years or however old he is. Right. Like, yes, anybody with a, with a, a, you know, above average income, if they do that and, you know, live like a poor person, but, you know, but, you know, save like a have as much money as a rich person will eventually have more than a million dollars in the bank, especially because we all know he's counting his old assets. That counts the house yeah. costs, that house counts, his 401k counts, like everything he's counting and it adds up to more than a million. But that's like, I feel like that was his, that's a point of pride for him. That was my yeah. life goal to be worth a million dollars. Right. Ooh. But like, he's not, he's just like a dude. Like. <laughs> Yeah, and there's nothing remarkable about how he lives or what he has. It's like, who cares if you're a millionaire if you just, you know, live like your average Joe? Yeah, like uh, I'm with it. Like, what's the, especially when you're like Stan and we haven't seen his kids or anything or whatever. But like, yeah, it's like if you don't have anybody to give it to or share it with or spend it on, like, what's the point of dying with a million dollars in the bank? Like, yeah. yay, good for you. Like, right. Lisa's trying to help him spend it, and he's not right. about that. <laughs> he just wants to keep eating his uh, ramen and, 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 you know, two-buck chuck. That's all he wants. Yeah, she's just trying to help you. Come on now. <laughs> all right. So moving on to other people who need help. Let's go to – I know somebody who needs help. is Brittany. Oh, so Brittany and Ray. So Ray is making mimosas and breakfast because, eh, well, Brittany thinks this is a day to stay at home making babies. But Ray has other plans. He says he's got a cousin that's been trying to get together and lives like 10 minutes away. So he'll just go visit him for a little bit for today. Brittany is surprised because this is the first she's hearing about Bink, which is the cousin's name. And she wants Ray all to herself. But it seems like he's got some cabin fever and just wants a little bit of space. So Brittany Brittany then kind of changes tacks instead of why are you not staying here with me goes to why am I not invited to this party? And Ray is like, that's weird. It's not really a party. I'm just going to hang out with my one cousin one-on-one and you'd be a third wheel. Then Brittany starts to get really aggressive. What's with this guy? Does he sell drugs? Does he have guns around? Is he a kingpin? My goodness. Ray gets dressed up, which seems also suspicious to Brittany, and then he leaves. After Ray is gone, Brittany, we see Brittany calling him, texting him, going to voicemail and getting no response, and then her friend Symmetra shows up so she can discuss everything with her. She says it's 
Sumitra says that it's bad that he's not answering, but, you know, it's not really going to be okay if you're blowing up his phone, which Brittany is like, oh, no, I'm blowing up his phone. I definitely am doing that. (laughs) Brittany wants them to communicate more, even though she has his location services on and she can see exactly where he is. But pretty soon, after a bunch of back and forth, they really jump to the same conclusion that something is fishy here and there must be, like, hoes and strippers all up in this house and we have to go turn this thing up. So they're going to – Brittany's plan is to go and pull up on him. But she knows if she does that, she might make an ass of herself. So she isn't quite sure about it. But at the end of the day, Sumitra's like, yeah, we should do that. You could totally keep your cool and be the boss and be the uh, bigger person in this situation. We should go. So if Brittany rolls up to Cousin Binkus' house and just rolls up in there, is there any chance at all she maintains the upper hand in that situation? No, absolutely not. And, like, she already has an idea of what she's going to do when she first sees him. And it mostly has to do with her scolding him. And honestly, it's like, that can't be sexually attractive. Like, who wants to have sex with mom? You know, and that's what she's doing in this whole episode. She's like treating him like a child. Like, no one wants to have sex with mommy. I like, I think some people do, but it's weird. <laughs> well. <laughs> I, I, I certainly don't. I'm not saying this is my pride. I'm just saying I think there's a lot of people into a lot of weird things out there. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but it, it's just, it's not a good look at all. Like, the way she's treating him, like, no. how she's reacting to this. Yeah, that's definitely a parent type. Oh, you weren't answering your phone and you owe me an answer to your phone. So I'm just going to come to your friend's house and embarrass you in front of all of your friends. So yeah. next time you will answer your phone. And it's like, yeah, that's that's a, a bad mom move. That's not even a good parent move. That's a bad parent move. Right. Um, and then also she's like, oh, hoes and strippers. It's like he clearly left in the middle of the day, right? Closer right. to morning time. It's like, yes. how much trouble are you really getting into in the middle of the day? Yes. I mean, I 100% she's going to roll up on him, like, literally playing Madden and, like, maybe smoking some weed with his cousin. Like, that's right. the worst you're going to see. Like, that's that's pretty much what's going to be happening there. And she's going to roll up, like, like, what does she think his random cousin just has a huge stripper orgy party, like, in the middle yeah. of the day that he just got invited to and is like, yeah, I'm going to roll out and go to that now. And uh, you're not invited. I'm just going to go bang these hoes. Yeah. Like, he's given her no indication at all that he's even interested in that a little bit, right? No, he seems way too low-key. And, like, he does not seem – he's charming, but he does not seem kind of like a ladies' man. You know, like, trying to collect them. He doesn't seem like a player type. Yeah, he just seems, like, really low-key. And if there were girls around, he'd be polite. I'm Mm -hmm. not saying he wouldn't be, but I don't think he's trying to partake in any of that. Yeah, I mean, I definitely don't think he's going out of his way to partake. I don't know him. We don't know. You haven't seen him well enough to know that, no, like, definitely. you know, if somebody threw themselves at him, he'd be like, well, all right, I see what's I going mean, on it's here. It's here, sure. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, I mean, we don't know. He just doesn't seem the per- like the kind of person who's going to be like, okay, Bink, I'm out of prison now. I'm off my tether. We need to get all the hose. Assemble the hose. I'm coming over. (laughs) Right. And like that's the other weird part is like why is this what she goes to? There is so many things that you could do at your house. Right. That's not having anything to do with like other women. Right. But she just – she's super insecure and it just jumps right there, which is like – and that's kind of the first side of her we've seen like this because Mm – 
she definitely strikes me and she struck us at the beginning of being that kind of person who is into the prison relationship because she like right. I have a peace of mind because I know where he is and I know yes. where he is and I know he's locked up and I know he's not messing with any other women because he's locked up in there and they're not seeing him and then and now that she's and then he was on tether and so it's like and I know where he is and he's in my house and nobody else is there and now he's off and she just can't handle it at all. Right, yeah, and she likes that undivided attention, too, because, you know, he's stuck at her place, so, you know, he has to kind of be there all the time. And it's just the fact that she doesn't seem to understand. He's like, uh, I've been stuck here for, like, six weeks. I'd like to just go see other four walls. And she's like, that doesn't make any sense. No, that, that, no, that doesn't make any sense. You're up to something. That's bad. Yeah. I mean, I kind of almost feel sorry for people like Brittany, too. It's like, don't you have your own friends? Like, you have to also, like, you know, want some time away from your partner. You see him all the time. All the time. Well, that seems to be usually the other resentment that comes up is the person who's at home all the time. They're just like, oh, my God, you're always here. Yeah. Like, why do I come home and you're here and I leave and you're here and I do anything and you're here and you're just Mm -hmm. always here. Why are you always here? Right? That can be as frustrating, but that is not not the way he's built, it doesn't seem. No, definitely not. So, I don't know. I think space is – a little space is good. And, I mean, it's been – it sounds like it's been like one day out of all the time that he's been back. Yes. like, just let him have a little fun. Jeez. Right, right. And it's also – I guess it's a little – a little suspect. The only thing I'll give her credit for is a little suspect that this is a cousin he's never mentioned before. And a person yeah. he's never mentioned before. And it's like, who are you going to see? Like, why? We've been talking for years. You've never mentioned this person? Like, that seems weird. But I don't know. Some people are just not as forthcoming. And maybe Bink wasn't doing anything either. Maybe Bink just got out of prison. And so it was like, why right. would I talk about him? He wasn't around at all. Like, now he's around. So that's what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, but she wouldn't like that either because then he's uh, just like what Bink's – she thought Bink was a kingpin. It's oh, like, come kingpin, on. Of course. Really? <laughs> Yeah, it also annoys me, like, people like her where it's just, like, you're incapable of doing anything without your partner. And so you, like, insist on being invited everywhere just yeah. because you're the partner of someone, you know? Like, well, I'm with you, so I should have gotten an invite. So an invite to you is also an invite to me, right? And, yeah. and you know what this funny is, like, unrelated to that, but she's also going to do the same thing, is the people who do that with kids. Mm-hmm. Like, that can be super annoying, too. And it's like, well, we can't do any adult thing because if we invite so-and-so, they're going to bring their kid. Yeah, why do you assume that that's like, yeah, your kids are invited? I don't know. I guess I don't really hang out with that many people with kids mm-hmm. socially, I guess. Yeah, so I can't – but I can see how that would happen. Yeah, I mean it, it, it's a similar related thing. Now, not most – I wouldn't say that's most people with kids or even all people with kids. I mean it's mm-hmm. definitely a thing where it's like, hey, what are we doing? And then after you kind of gauge what you're doing, you can be like, could that be a kid-friendly environment? And – hey, do you mind if I bring my kids or is this like an adult thing? It's something you kind of get used to gauging and like understanding, but some people just don't. And just like the same way, people with their partners, some people are just like, well, if I'm invited, my partner's invited, right? If you're invited, I'm invited. And it's like, that's not always the case. Yeah, actually, that does remind me. I did have one incident. Like uh, I have most of my parties that I throw are adult parties. You know, people know Mm -hmm. that because obviously I'm not, you know, I don't have children. So it's like, I don't know. I think people just assume it's adults only, which works out my favor because I want to do adult things like drink. 
Right. Well, and there's nothing in your, there's nothing in your house for kids. <laughs> no, there really isn't. So speaking of which, I had a housewarming party and my friend just didn't ask me, just brought her at the time. I think she was three years old. And it's mm-hmm. like, all right. So kind of old enough to understand what was going on. But at the same time, it's kind of like, I don't really I know it's during the day. But people are here for brunch and we're all drinking mimosas. Most people are pretty drunk. Like, are you sure you want your child around all this? This seems really weird. Right. It's Yeah. And then, you know, the people they get drunk and they start listening. They put music on and then you have like very kid inappropriate music. I mean, that's the most fun kind of music. So. Oh, I just <laughs> sat her down in front of the TV. She watched Nemo. So. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. Well, they all get what they want to watch now. Yeah, well, I was going to say, and it was also funny because uh, she knocked on my door and she was like, where's my present? I was like, excuse me, it's who is this? <laughs> not your birthday party? This is weird. I get the presents. You give me a present, little girl. It's my housewarming party. I know. It was so random. My kids are like that, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, let's move on to Deontay and Nicole and I guess Tia now. Uh, mm-hmm. Nicole and Tia are waiting for Deontay for a date, and Tia demands to know if Nicole has feelings for Deontay. Tia says she loves Nicole enough to m- want to make her happy, even if that means letting Deontay have a piece of the relationship. Tia emphasizes that no matter what this is, it's temporary. Either Nicole will get some money and end it, or she'll want Deontay and Tia will end things with Nicole. Deontay is on his way to the date, saying to us that he doesn't trust Tia. Remember, he's still thinking that there's something going on with Tia, and he oh, just yeah. wants to be there to protect Nicole from Tia. From Tia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Deontay views Tia as the dude who stole Nicole away, and he thinks that the tables have now turned, and it's his turn to steal Nicole away. He hopes Tia looks good naked, but he's just hoping to be the last man standing. Uh, Deontay sits down, and things are awkward as Tia and Nicole both don't really look at him. Deontay admits that the situation is kind of weird, but mostly because Tia looks like a dude, which then upsets Tia and she kind of gets riled up and feisty. Yeah. Yeah. She says that they both don't need to like each other. And when Deontay suggests that, okay, maybe at some point there'll be a threesome, Tia is quick to shoot down that idea. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Nicole tells us that she thought a poly relationship was when a third party, Deontay, hung out and gave them money. (laughs) So Tia and Deontay start bickering and threats are thrown as Deontay says that he's a Marine and he isn't scared of her. Deontay stands up and Nicole tries to step in, telling him to chill. And then she starts crying, telling him to act like an adult. Nicole is mostly concerned that Tia will get in a fight and that will get her in trouble with the law again. Deontay is getting some kind of sick satisfaction from seeing Tia mad. And he thinks that it's pretty clear, I mean, crystal clear, Mr. O, that Nicole is in love with him. Yeah, uh-huh. she, doesn't, she doesn't even need to say it. He just knows. Deontay thinks that he doesn't have to spend any time with Tia as long as he gets his time in with Nicole. He tries to apologize to Tia, and she just isn't having it. She doesn't accept his apology. So then Deontay just walks off from the table, and Nicole asks where he went. And Tia flat out says she don't care, and she (laughs) will not be disrespected. And this just upsets Nicole, and she just starts crying. All right, this is a total shit show. (laughs) 
Yeah. It, yeah. They, none of them are on the same page at all. No. And it was really hard to piece together what was going on through all the bleeping. There was a lot of bleeping on this one. Yeah. So, I mean, Deonte seemed to think that a poly relationship means that he gets to, you know, sleep with both Tia and Nicole. And as soon as she cleared that up, he seemed to be okay with it. But then Nicole's telling us, you know, what her definition of a poly relationship is. What do you think Nicole really wants in all of this? Because I was actually surprised to see her crying as hard as she was. I just think she just wants what she wants and doesn't understand why everybody just can't give that to her and move on. Why it has to be hard and there has to be fighting. Everybody should just give me what I want. And that'll be fine with everybody because it's what I want. So that's what that's good. So I have <laughs> what I want and then everybody should just be cool about it. Like, just be cool, man. Like, because I don't think – I do think she kind of thought that in her head. Like, well, I can't back up. We know that's what she wanted in her head. She wanted yeah. a relationship where she gets to be – basically be Tia's girlfriend and also have Deontay around to give him money. Like, that was – that's her ideal relationship. He they don't she doesn't want to sleep with him. She doesn't want to touch him. She doesn't want to really talk to him, as evidenced by the extremely awkward opening of him being like, What's up? And there's like not looking at him. Not yeah. Look, don't look directly at the man. Right. Um, it's very and so weird. yeah, and so she's pretty that what she wants. Now the problem is, is because she knew she what they wanted, she has that same kind of mental block that, you know, a recently notable politician had. Where they just kind of feel like whatever they know personally, everyone knows. If I know mm -hmm. it personally, everyone knows this. And so she was like, listen, I knew what I knew this relationship wanted to be. So clearly the Deontay knew. Deontay knew he wasn't going to ever sleep with Tia. That was clear. Even though it was definitely not made clear oh, to him. Oh, no. It definitely all. wasn't. Because based on the conversation he was kind of having with us on his way to the meeting, he was kind of like, well, I, I guess I wasn't that into Tia because Tia looks like a dude. But maybe she'll look good naked and that'll make up for it, you know? Oh, and, yeah. Maybe she's covering up a banging body with that with the, with those boy clothes. Uh-huh. That's what, yeah, that's what he was so working to. Already in his mind, he's already like, well, you know, I guess I got to do Tia too, you know? And it's just yeah, like, oh my do, goodness. That's his duty for the party is to have to right. bang both of them. Mm -hmm. if he, that's what he has to do. I mean, he can... <laughs> okay. So, and that brings us to his, is it homophobia or transphobia or something that was really, really gross? The fact that he kept misgendering Tia. Yeah. Like, and saying, you're a dude. Why would I sleep with you? You look like a dude. And she's like, listen, a lot of dudes hit on me. <laughs> Like, yeah, don't, don't. she's like, that's what guys are into, you know, especially, you know, guys that maybe into the look or maybe the idea of guys without really being into guys. Right. Yeah. And so yeah. everybody, everybody's somebody's type. Right. Sure. And so and so it is. And so but the fact that he he, he kept just like, well, you're the dude who broke up this relationship. You're just a dude. Like yeah. was super gross and definitely right. very much kept me from being on Team Deontay. Um, and. So I guess at the end of the day, between all three of them, I was on Team Tia because, yeah, I would get super pissed too if somebody was misgendering me on purpose just to piss me off. Right. And this was somebody who was supposed to be trying to get into a relationship with me. Come on. Mm -hmm. Like, no, I would be yeah. equally as mad as her. 
Right. And that's why she said she didn't accept his apology is because, you know, she felt like she was disrespected. Now, I will say this, though. We're not especially clear on, you know, her preferred pronouns or anything like that. We assume it's she, her, hers just because, I mean... In context, it seems yes, that's what it is. the way that yeah. Nicole talks about her. Right, right. But, I mean, other than that, I I feel that, they, you know, she was offended. She should have told him, like, why he was wrong. And then if he did it again, then sure. Right. Like, he's but, doing I mean, it on purpose. Oh, he was definitely doing it on purpose, though. Mm-hmm. I knew he was doing it. I, I, it came across to me like he was doing it on purpose. He doesn't know. He knows she's not uh, – she knows, you know, he's not – she's not a – you know, uh, assignment, assignment, or identifies man. She definitely does not identify as a man, maybe not mm-hmm. binary or something like that, but it's pretty clear. It's not as a man that yeah. he kept um, doing. And it was like, I just thought it was, I thought it was funny too, because as the conversation went on, like it became pretty clear, pretty, pretty early that like he mentioned a threesome and Tia was automatically like, Nope, that's nope. not happening. Nope. nope. Right. Not having and sex with the dude. Not he you. Kept <laughs> bringing it back up later. And they were yeah. like, and it was funny because they were like, why would you think that? Have you seen her? She was like, I don't fuck guys. I don't do it. You, how do you not know this? And oh he was like, gosh. look how gay she is. Oh, my God. What are you doing? What are you thinking? Which, I mean, is probably not good either because you shouldn't assume anything about anybody by the way they yeah. look. Right. But it was just like, it's funny how it kind of kept coming back to that where he kept kept thinking, like, even after they said, yeah, no, we're not interested in a threesome at all. He's like, well, how am I supposed to have sex with this dude? And they're like, nobody is asking you to, and that is off the table. Stop mentioning it. I know, right? Uh, I just think that they all need to be on the same page about what a poly relationship is. Well, that's – yes, that's a, that's what makes poly relationships difficult is because it takes an intense amount of communication. Right. But I was like – but even Nicole's version of it, it's like that's not a poly relationship. That's like some sugar daddy relationship just with three people. I don't even know what you would call that. I don't even know what that is. It's just like yeah. it, they just want an attached bank that just gives – I, 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 I don't – yeah, I don't know. Forget the poly part of it. What's the part right. of the relationship where I don't do – I don't really have anything to do with this person and they just pump money at me? Like right. that's not that's not a relationship of any type. It, no, there's no words for not. it because that's not a thing. That's not a relationship that exists. Yeah, that I don't Nicole know. seems to be really angling for with everybody. I just want yeah. to do my own thing and just have them give me money. And maybe I have to see them, but I would prefer not to. And I just got money though. That would be amazing. But that's yeah. my that's my ideal relationship. It's like I think it's like a called an ATM. Like, oh, gosh. Okay, so we saw, like, a preview for, I don't really even know, later this season? I think, oh. Yeah, I, yeah. we did see the – okay, so before we saw – last week they showed us the this the rest of this season yes. on. And Nicole was in a wedding dress. I'm yes. Like, that, that's something. Right? That's exactly what I was going to bring up. It's like, is she going to marry both these fools? Oh, both of them? I think it's just going to be one. I think it's just going to be Tia and it's – there's going to be – but Deontay's going to – like show up because and- Deontay looked like he was. I don't know. It didn't to me occur to me that he was like the groom, but I guess he could have been. He was wearing all black and and a red bow tie. But would you put it beyond Deontay to be like this wedding's a terrible idea? I'm going to show up James Bond style, dressed in this tuxedo, so I fit into the wedding and disrupt it and stop oh it from gosh. happening. So that 
Like he's like, and I'll be dressed up so I can just step right in, yeah, and, and then I will save right, her. I'll just step on the other side of the altar, and we'll be good to go. Yeah. Oh, All right. So, however, speaking of weddings, we had an actual, you know, or beginnings of a ceremony this time. So it's the big second wedding day, and almost like all weddings. People are running around all crazy and stressed. John is with his daughters and Christy is with her mom, Tammy, who is crying because she just doesn't think this whole thing's going to work out. Now, another person who has doubts about this whole thing working out is John's daughter, Sarah, who thinks it's just a matter of time before Christiana relapses. But even though two people think this is going to backslide, Christiana says that she's never wanted to stay clean as badly as she wants to right now. Sarah thinks that, you know, John jumps in and the things way too quickly. But John says, you know, if you dwell too much on uh, the past, like your four marriages and two additional engagements, eventually it's going to destroy you. So later on, at the end of the, at, on the day of the wedding, John's groomsmen are trying on their suits for the first time on the day of the wedding. Um, but more interestingly, Christiana's mom, um, son, Devin, is making his way into the hotel. He says he started out as 50-50, anxious and nervous or nervous and excited about going. And is really now probably like 80-20 on the nervous side about how things are going to go. It's the first time he's seen his mom in two years. So they get there and he hugs her and she tries not to cry because she already has her makeup on. And notes that it's the first time actually ever that he's seen her clean because she says, yeah, I haven't been clean since he was two years old. So he probably doesn't remember that. Mm. Um, but anyway... Um, and it's kind of weird though, because then they move out the picture and she was in her underwear the whole time that this was going on. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's like, you shouldn't see your mom like that. Oh yeah. I don't want to see my mom like that. I don't know. But then we get to see more of the wedding party come together. Devin is on the groom's side. Tammy is getting ready and Christy's cousin Tracy is there, but it's 10 minutes till the ceremony starts and Tara is still not there. And, uh, Christiana keeps calling and keeps getting voicemail. Tammy is frustrated with the whole situation and then, you know, she starts snapping at people and then there was more snapping back and blah, 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 blah. So, and we know why Tara isn't there. Well, at least we have some reasons because, you know, she was asked not to be there. Um, so, I mean, do you think that, I mean, how long do you think it's going to be before Christiana finds out specifically why Tara wasn't there? Uh, I don't know she ever will unless she watches the show uh, or John tells her. Because, honestly... You don't think Tara would get, be pissed about it and, and let her, and tell her? No, mm. I don't think so because I think she would have already. Okay. Uh, I honestly think that Tara is probably using and that's the reason why she's been off the grid MIA. Right, so, sure. I mean, I don't think what John did was as awful as they're kind of making it out to be because, I don't know, would Christy have a pro more of a problem with her not showing up or showing up high, you know? So, right, I guess that's it, part of I, it. Yeah, I guess at this point it's like, well, if the decision has already been made, she isn't going to come. Why are we sitting here stressing and calling her and figuring out, is she going to come? Is she going to come? Where is she? Why isn't she here? It's 10 minutes to the wedding. Like yeah. it would relieve a lot of stress if we just knew from the beginning, you know what? No, she's not coming. Like, right. Cause John told her not to. Right. It just seems like it would be easier, but you know, that would regard dwelling on the past, which brings me to my other question. Given that this is John's fifth marriage, his oh, fifth gosh. wedding, I should say his <laughs> fifth wedding, do you really think he's in danger of him – of dwelling on his past destroying him? 
Oh, gosh, probably not. Um, It kind of made it sound like his past was short-lived. And I also want to say that he keeps on making mistakes because that's what Sarah was all, you know, like, oh, goodness, like, you've done this before, something like this before. Like, why do you make such bad decisions? Yeah, it's just like, it's that's what I was thinking. I was like, well, if you dwell on your past, you'll be able to destroy you. And it's like, well, yeah, but... Yes, if all you do is sit in a corner and think about the things that you've done and how they go, yes, that's bad. And that's not a good way to handle it. And that will destroy you. But maybe you should learn from your past. Yes, like, not dwell on it, but let's learn from it. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, maybe let's learn a little bit. Maybe let's uh, analyze what happened and not just be like, oh, the past is in the past. There's nothing we can do about it. I will put it in a jar and never look at it or think about it ever again. Right? It's just, and the way, I don't know, is it just me or does it really bother you the way? He talks to his daughter. Yes, he does talk to her very condescending, like, yes, we got it. You know everything. I'm dumb, you know? Right, and he does that. It's very and dismissive. It's like, she's like, well, don't you think, yes, but despite what you may have thought about me, I have thought about that. And it's like, and what did you think about that? <sighs> we shouldn't dwell on it. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> that sounds like you haven't. But like, yeah, it's, it, it's, it is tricky because he talks like, He's petulant, like, to mm-hmm. her, which is wrong because she's younger than him. But, like, yeah. definitely because I feel like it's because at the end of the day, he knows she's probably right. Yep. <laughs> and it's just, like, defensive because he's, like, yeah. She's wise because she's seen him make these mistakes. And she, at least, may not dwell on it, but she has at least learned. Yeah. She's been like, doesn't this road look familiar? Haven't you seen it before? Like, I feel like you would recognize the signs by now, but apparently not. <laughs> Right. All right. So we did not hear from Sean and Sarah, which has me a little concerned. I know, right? uh, Amber, Puppy, and Brittany and Marcelino. So, yeah. But there's still more to be had with them because we still don't have resolution on a couple of their things. Right. Um, Okay. So who is your student of the week? Oh, my student of the week is, um, I guess, oh, it was hard because everybody sucked. I guess yeah. John? No, <laughs> Christiana, one of the two. Let's say Christiana. Sure. Because uh, at least she was putting it together. Oh, she had a good reunion with her son. I like that. Yes. That was nice. I'll put yes. that. So yes. A- actually, I had student of the week was Devin. He was just sure. such a loving son. He kept on telling his mom she's beautiful, that he loves her. You know, he just seemed really supportive, especially the last time he really heard from him, he seemed hesitant to even want to come to this wedding. Uh-huh. Right? And I'm not saying that he was going to cause drama or anything like that, but Clearly, there's hesitation, possibly some resentment there. And for him to treat his mother so well and, like, have a very warm reception, you know, it was it was just really sweet to see. Yeah, that, that, I agree with that. That was probably the high. Yeah, definitely their reunion was the highlight of the episode because everybody else was. I know. Garbage, garbage. pile. <laughs> hot garbage. Right. All right. Who was your dunce? Um, I am going with Brittany. I did just- too. That was rough. He was gone for like three hours. She's like, we have to stalk him and find him and bring him back here. Like, what are you – so controlling, so jealous. Yeah, he needs me to lecture. He needs a talking to. Like, no, he doesn't. He doesn't because, again, you're not his mommy. Yeah, I just had a glass of wine. But sure, let me drive over to where he's at right now. And it's just like, you probably shouldn't be confronting him if you've been drinking too. 
Yeah, it's that's just going to go terribly. And it was just all around bad behavior. Yeah. All right. What about your life lesson? I mean, life lesson, it's you're not entitled to sex with anyone. And so, like, the idea that you're like, well, I guess I'll just, like, condescend to sleep with this woman is, like, gross and bad. <laughs> gross. Like, and oh, also not going to happen. It's also not – like, you are definitely not going to get it if you're, like – if that's the attitude you have toward yeah, it. Like, like, if you go I to a guess. woman and you're like, I guess we can f- – Fine, I will close my eyes and think of someone else and we can do it. Like, it's like, oh, yeah, that's how you put them in the mood, man. Way oh to go. Uh, so my life lesson is aimed towards Lisa. The best revenge is to reject a person and never look back. It may yeah. not hurt them as much, but it makes a stronger statement about how many Fs are given by you. It does, but you know what she doesn't. And this is her because it's her. It's not about to her it's like, but then I can't see him suffer. I need to yeah. see him suffering. And like, that's the key part of it that you just have to let go. That's, yeah. that's what we said. The opposite of, you know, love isn't hate. It's apathy. It's like, you really got somebody, you really are done with somebody when you're like, no, I don't need to see them suffer. I just need them to be gone. Right, Bye. right. So, yeah. No. But uh, at the same time, it's entertaining. I, I'm excited to see what Lisa's got planned. I definitely want to see him be like, what? They just try the old – he's totally going to try remember. the old man thing, right? He's going to try the old man. Oh, where are, where are we? I don't even – how did I even get in this room? Is it is this our room? Did we come here together? I, I don't know. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Yes, I know. Yes, I know exactly that he's going to try that. <laughs> All right. Did you finally get to see the uh, trailer? I did. I got to see both of the ones you talked about. And it's like, you're right. Neither of them really told us anything that's going to differentiate the new show from any of the old shows. Well, I think that wasn't really my argument. I felt like it didn't – I didn't think it accurately reflected the vibe of this show in general. Okay, right. right You're right, going right. to lead with some cartoon commercial and some random, like, desperate housewife type, you know? like Yeah. It was a, I, meme, I just, a weird meme cartoon of, like, stick figures. Yeah. Which is like, you know, it's like almost something off of 4chan or something like that. It's right. like, I don't need to see this Pepe the Frog-ish nonsense, right? Yeah. And then, yeah, and then this woman and, – and you're right. The woman that they featured was like – a very bougie, yes. like high-end woman that they kind of, as she was talking about, like, I remember when we first matched and we talked for hours that day. And they, as they zoomed out, she was in the waiting room for the prison, right? But you're yeah. right. And you had mentioned that to me earlier. We have never had a really, like, top-notch, bougie, like, real housewife no. type person as being the um, woman that wasn't in the prison. Yeah, most of our women are either cam girls or ex-strippers, I feel. That's a large majority of them. I mean, and you did point out we did have uh, – who was dating Doug? Rachel. I forget. Rachel. So we we have had others, but, you know, I would say it's kind of half and a half. So I don't know. It just – I just don't think it really captures the vibe of this series so right i mean it's it captures what it seems like the series at one time maybe wanted to be like Mm. definitely a class struggle type thing the people who are on the outside the people on the inside but everybody is very yeah pretty much you're like to date someone like that that kind of in itself kind of puts you in a different class than what you're going for right yeah totally 
All right. So we will be back next week with uh, all of these couples, hopefully again. Maybe we'll see why Nicole's in a wedding dress. Who knows? In the future sometime. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. We'll, and we will be back. Uh, we, when do we usually release? Monday? So we'll be Mondays. back on Monday? Yeah, okay. we, we'll put it out on Monday. Yep. All right. Sounds good. Until then. Right. Okay. Right. Bye. Bye.